Welcome to Stuff You Need to Know with Barnstable Watch. This is Heather Hunt. Hi, everybody. Today we're going to talk about Barnstable's Housing Committee. We read about our housing challenges every day in the national media and in the local media. They've been really intensified by the implications of COVID. So we're happy to see Barnstable's housing committee kind of reactivate after a couple of years of of relative inactivity. The housing committee's job is to promote the production and the preservation of balanced housing resources that address the unmet needs here in the town of Barnstable. Before we talk about what the housing committee is now going to talk about, I just want to make sure that people know that It's not that the town wasn't talking about housing during this housing crisis and during the intensification of our housing crisis due to the pandemic. The issue was that the the town sort of slid our housing matters over to another body. Uh, For the last couple of years, it's been talking about housing through this kind of ad hoc uh, economic development task force that was comprised primarily of commercial interests. And it was running away that was a little bit hard to have visibility into. That's now been sunset and sort of moved on. And the town is, for that reason, it seems, moved housing issues back to the housing committee. So um, certainly there's been conversations about housing. It just hasn't been kind of happening in a way that's been super visible to the public. So this fall, the housing committee got together and said, geez, let's reactivate. Let's come up with a list of issues that we really need to tackle. There was another kind of procedural hiccup here where they said, geez, let's go form a subcommittee to do this. And then the subcommittee got together and said, let's not. Let's send it back to the committee. I think hopefully we're in a place now where some of these procedural issues are are in the rearview mirror and the committee now itself is going to sort of move forward and really talk about some substantive housing issues. So let's move on to those. The housing committee put out an agenda that said, let's talk about five things. Let's talk about tax policy for year-round rentals. Let's talk about inclusionary housing ordinance. Let's talk about a zoning proposal from the planning department that would change zoning in downtown Hyannis. It's called form-based zoning, and the town staff's intent is to move it to other villages. Here, Everybody needs to pay attention to that. Then the housing committee said, let's also talk about housing incentive programs. And finally, let's talk about marketing the accessory dwelling unit program. Just going to spend a couple minutes talking about each of those things to give you a flavor of what's coming. So we don't know uh, exactly what issues the committee will end up talking about in earnest. We do know at an October meeting, a housing developer who had sat on the committee, who, who also seeks public funds from the town um, for housing, put on the table some proposals that he, he really wanted the committee to consider uh, in connection with incentives and tax policies. At that October meeting, another member of the housing committee also asked for the committee to talk about the effect of short-term rentals on year-round housing here in town. He, he underscored his observation that investors are buying up properties and that the town short-term rental policy is taking year-round housing off the market. A town councilor liaison to that committee said, geez, you know, if you talk about that, I would be happy to, you know, sort of bring that back to the, to the town 
to the town council for you. A word on that, you know, we all, I think literally all, want enhanced year-round housing opportunities. We, we all want an end to local residents having to vacate homes in the spring to make way for more profitable short-term renting. It's actually kind of heartbreaking to hear the stories, and there's a member of the housing committee who, who has these stories about having to vacate their houses in the spring. It's, it's really time for that to end. Uh, can you imagine, you know, the spring rolls along and, and you're out. You're, you're on the curb to find a place to live or to move off Cape or to couch surf or whatever it is you need to get through to the fall when, when housing loosens up after, you know, landlords make take advantage of the more profitable short-term rental business. Communities who are really serious about housing, you know, Boston and and a million other communities really say no to that. They say no to investors saying, I'm going to buy up your housing stock and turn it into these really kind of profitable short-term rentals. They prioritize locals over real estate investors and control the use of homes as homes. Um, it's, it's actually a, a strong hope that the town does that before throwing tax breaks or other financial incentives at property owners, developers, and landlords, frankly, not to take advantage of the town's current super kind of anything goes Airbnb business approach. So when a committee member asked for that issue to be on the next agenda, the chairman said it would be on the next agenda. So at the next meeting, the town staff came back and said, basically, no, that issue will not be on your agenda, this preservation of our housing stock as homes for local. They said, nope, you're not going to be talking about that. That surprised a lot of people. So at the next meeting of the housing committee at town hall, uh, a number of residents appeared and and asked them to ask the committee to to sort of say no to to staff's no and to kind of take up the issue of preserving our housing in the first instance. A couple of them pointed out that in in prior years, our town staff had told the housing committee that that we have a large housing stock and that it's quote not being used to house our residents. So there's certainly kind of a what seems to be a community push for the housing committee to focus in on preserving our housing stocks our housing stock for local residents uh, before talking about creating financial incentives or tax breaks to create incremental housing the town staff's response to what they heard at this meeting was look we we should go talk uh, to the town council and get direction from the town council as to what the housing committee ought to be talking about. Now, remember, the town council can't have a conversation unless they have it in public, open meeting laws, right? So the the next step ought to be um, an agenda where the town council plans to discuss the direction it wants to give to the housing committee about what it ought to focus on. Now let's spend a minute talking about another item on the housing committee agenda, which is a change to zoning in downtown Hyannis. Um, First, I just want to underscore that that is uh, may appear to be limited to one village in one area, but it's important for y'all to know that the town staff told the housing committee back in 2019 
that the staff's goal has always been to move this particular proposal to other villages. Um, always has been its goal to replicate this elsewhere. So it's characterized as being about downtown Hyannis. It's important that everybody pay attention because it's coming to a village near you. So this is called form-based zoning. The point is to increase building density, increase height, and then reduce required parking. It's about moving away from a zoning system that's based on how properties are used to caring instead and only about how a building looks. So, you know, use of a building's out, the look of a building from the outside is the thing that's going to matter to the town going forward. It's a really, really massive zoning change. I mean, so massive that we can't cover it all here. I'm just going to talk today about its connection to housing. So our planning department says the point of form-based zoning is to encourage, quote, compact residential development. And that is as long as a developer makes the outside of a building look a certain pre-approved sort of prefab way, what happens on the inside of the building is up to the real estate developer. Um, in, set, in fact, I'll say town staff said really pointedly and clearly in form-based zoning, quote, density is up to the developer. The planning department's form-based zoning proposal uh, includes a sort of push to density by reducing the amount of parking a developer would have to make available for every home so that, that it provides. So it would sort of in intensify really the parking, the current parking problems in Hyannis and then elsewhere, you know, should it be moved as, as staff desires. So here's a, a bit of the rub on housing. While the planning department form-based zoning proposal, which is kind of a, like a, a look and density proposal would incent more compact and more dense housing. It would, it would also let any and all new housing enabled by that change be used as commercial Airbnbs. The town hasn't answered questions about that that were posed to it in writing, said, you know, geez, we'll get to this when we have capacity. Um, the, the verbal answer that the planning department has provided about, geez, what what's the point of enabling increased density in if the homes that are that come about as a result of this increased density can be used you know sort of one and all as short term rental businesses and now to, not as that long term year round housing that we really need for locals so that they don't have to kind of exit the premise in the spring the verbal answer to that was that the market will respond. Let's just leave the use of homes to the market and it will all work out. That's on, on channel 18. I think I'm characterizing it fairly. The punchline here is that if you let developers do whatever it is they want with our current housing stock and with our uh, any forthcoming dense housing stock, this is actually why the town seems to be want, wanting to talk about recommending ways to give money to developers, landlords, property owners through tax breaks or other financial incentives uh, to bring about long-term rentals. It would basically be the town paying people not to take advantage of the town's own 
current kind of financially lucrative, permissive short-term rental policy. A word on the housing that would come about through form-based zoning and uh, its impact on our need for affordable housing. The town's consultant said in a 2020 public forum to expect housing units created in the form-based zoning context to be expensive and at the upper end of the market rate. Now let's talk about another item on the housing committee agenda, and that is marketing of the accessory dwelling unit program. That's referred to as ADUs. So recently, the town adopted a rule that lets you build an ADU on your property. It's basically a small second home attached to your home or or in your backyard. Um, The town council zoning subcommittee initial proposal was to let non-resident real estate investors buy our single-family homes and convert those to duplexes by right. That really differs from the approach all other Cape Towns, with the exception of Provincetown, has taken to ADUs. All other towns say, look, homeowners who live there, when it's your home, you can put something in the back of your yard or maybe in your garage that is an accessory to your own home. So in the context of talking about this kind of what's referred to as a duplexes by right in single-family residential zoning districts, a developer who's also a public official uh, told our town councilors that without an ADU owner occupancy requirement, that there would be a huge push from real estate investors looking to buy up our already scarce housing and sort of convert those to duplexes and, and get that sort of double income stream for every property. Um, after hearing that from this developer, the, the zoning subcommittee proposed just that. When the housing committee previously talked about creating two-family homes as of right uh, in all our single-family residential dwellings. Town staff asked that developer if that ADU proposal, quote, came close to, you know, enabling this duplex by right. And and the developer said, yep, you know, I, I think it does. So think about that. Think about competing with an investor and the two-rental income stream when a single-family home that you might want or your parent might want or that your child might want comes on the market, um, consider competing for, for that single-family residential property. In, in connection with this matter, the planning department director had said uh, publicly that ADUs were, quote, a baby step to push back on the legacy of single-family zoning where we all live, which, which is considered by the planning department to be a, quote, burden on the community. So when this matter came before the town council, an amendment passed. The amendment doesn't allow non-resident investors to flip our single-family homes into multi-families uh, where you live. Uh, instead, it allows only one of the units to be rented at one time. Some counselors and others have already promised to revisit that proposal with that investor provision back in. The Housing Committee is going to talk more about that ADU program and its marketing. There is an ADU issue that no one seems to really be talking about that, and that is the town has had an affordable kind of accessory apartment provision on the books. Staff has said publicly that it expects it to stay on the books, but to basically kind of disappear by attrition into a market rate ADU program. 
Staff also told the committee previously that while residents renting affordable ADUs are supposed to be people who qualify for the program, it's, it's really not been enforced. I'm going to read you the quote. It's a burden for both town staff and the homeowner to be doing this monitoring every year. Nobody likes it. That's the quote. It appears to be too much trouble. And then town staff said, you know, we have a large number of over-income people in our accessory dwelling units right now. So we'll see going forward if the housing committee wants to focus in on the idea of any of the ADUs having any kind of affordability requirement. The housing committee's agenda, this list of issues that it let the public know it's going to start to talk about, caused a great turnout at the most recent housing committee meeting. There were a number of public officials there who said there were more people at the housing committee that had been uh, there in the past five years. The housing committee at the last meeting didn't dig into any of the agenda items substantively quite yet. Uh, The meeting, I think, was perceived by both the members of the committee and the attendees to be one of the better meetings that the committee's ever had. The chairman allowed uh, robust and and interactive public comment. Uh, The the town council liaison, I, I remember, said something like, you know, this is actually giving me goosebumps. This is how public processes ought to be run. Kudos to the chairman of the committee, uh, Mr. Carey, for that. Kudos to Mr. Carey and the rest of the committee for also agreeing with the public comment that it would be constructive at this point in time for these really important housing issues to be discussed by the committee uh, in the evenings or after work hours. So the committee decided basically subject to further discussion to hold its going forward meetings maybe at five in the afternoon, six in the evening. So so everybody can show up and, and offer a point of view. What's next? According to town staff, we should all be on the lookout for a town council uh, conversation about what the housing committee ought to focus on in earnest. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Join us next time for more Stuff You Need to Know with Barnstable Watch.